Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Uh, with this assignment, which is to uh, get here. And so when 1030 starts and the music starts, we are here in our places ready to worship God. Because he is worthy to be praised, isn't he? God is worthy to be praised. That's the title of the series. The Lord is worthy to be praised, and he really is. Today, we want to talk about God is our help. Now, we we started last week, and we said we want to worship God, and we started in John chapter 4, and uh, it was read from the, was was quoted from the podium this morning, uh, so we won't uh, go through that one. Uh, God is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. So God is our help. Now, people depend upon a lot of things for uh, their help. A lot of things. We depend upon education for our help. We depend upon money for our help. We depend upon people for our help. We depend upon a lot of things for our help. But God wants us to know that he is our help. God is our help. Is he your help? See, that's the key thing. Is he my help? We have to make sure that God is our help. Now, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go there. Because I, I believe that if we don't keep this in the forefront of our minds, verse 10 will tell us that finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. We do have a devil that's our adversary. He's against us. He's against God. He's against the purpose of God. And he has schemes. He has stratagems. Every opposition has a strategy. Football teams have strategies against one another. So the devil has schemes against us. He said that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So our struggles are not against each other. Our struggle is not against our employer, our employee. Our struggles are against uh, the principalities, the powers, the spiritual weaknesses in heavenly places. Our, our adversary really is a spirit being. Our adversaries are spirits. And these spirits, they try to keep us from the purposes of God. And so God tells us that I am your help. That's what he says. I am your help. And the devil says, no, he's not your help. If he were your help, then this would be going on. If he were your help, then you wouldn't be in this situation. If he were your help, then this wouldn't be happening to your children. If he were your help, this wouldn't be going on in your marriage. If he were your help, he, he, he just points out these things to us, and sometimes we say, yeah, yeah, you're right. He, he's not 
He's acting like he's not interested in my life, what's going on in my life. And the devil tries to subtly try to get us to be against God as our help. And we'll start looking to other things as our help. We'll start looking to, for other people to be our help. We'll start looking for ourselves as our help. And that's what usually happens sometimes. We'll take it upon ourselves. Say, uh, you know, there is a saying, say, you know, look out for number one. Look out for yourself. If you don't look out for yourself, nobody else is going to look out for you. But see, that's not true for us as Christians. As Christians, we have to say, God is my help. I don't care what you say, devil. I don't care what is going on in the natural. God is my help. That's what we have to say. We have to be against his purposes, against his schemes. Would you agree with with me in, in that God is our help? Is it more than just lip service? It should be more than lip service. Let's look at Psalm 121 because God is our help. He is our help. And in Psalm 121, it says, verses 1 through 8, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains, and the King James said, to the hills. From whence shall my help come? Where is my help going to come from? I'm going to lift up my eyes to the hills. I'm going to lift up my eyes. Where is my help coming from? Or this is where my help is coming from. I'm lifting up my eyes because I know that God is in heaven. But he's everywhere. He's always near me. But I'm going to lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does your help come from? It says that my help comes from the Lord. Now, these words were actually set to music. So these words are really song, a song being played and, and, and sang as they are going up to the temple. They said that I will lift up my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. They're making, he's making a declaration. We need to make a proclamation, a declaration. We need to make, a, make comments. We need to verbally speak. We need to, we need to uh, proclaim, it, proclaim it in heaven, proclaim it on earth, proclaim it to the congregation, proclaim it to your relatives, proclaim it to your mates, proclaim it to your children that God is my help. Because he made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who, who keeps you will not slumber. God does not sleep. You can wake up in the, in, in the middle of the, uh, of the morning and you're sick. Who are you going to call? You can call your mate. You can call your children. 
you can call, you can't call doctors now pretty much. <laughs> they have somebody on call, but you know, by the time you get them, uh, you know, I have them call you back until you get an answering service. Usually. Who are you going to call? You know, some people, uh, they, they have a heart attack in the middle of the night. So who are you going to call? 911. By the time they get there, you might be in heaven. You might be gone from here. God never sleeps. You can always call on the Lord. He's always there with us, isn't he? Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. Wow, these are some awesome promises, isn't it? He will keep your soul. Now that is good, isn't it? The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. We should be telling our children that, shouldn't we? We should be telling people that, they look, the Lord is going to protect you. Then why should we worry then so much about our children when they are going out somewhere, when they are um, uh, they might be going out of town on a trip or whatever they may be. Uh, they might have just gotten their license. They might, uh, it might be raining, might be snow, snowing or things like that. And, and sometimes parents are so worried about their children, and I have children. Uh, I think the, the only thing we can do and the best thing we can do is pray and ask God to, to do what he said he would do because he said that he will protect you from all evil. He said, the Lord will guard your going out and your coming in. So we just proclaim, Lord, you said you will, you will guard going out and coming in of my son or my daughter. And therefore, God, I leave it to you. You are my help. You are their protection. You are the one that's going to bring them home safe. We're just making a proclamation. Enemies say, oh, well, you know it's snowing. You know it's icy out there. You know that anything could happen out there. We got to tell them, no, no, no. The Lord is my help. Because actually, if we were in the car with them, what could we do? Nothing at all. God is good, isn't he? He is good. You know, I want to learn from experiences of others. I don't want to learn from my own Experiences. In other words, I don't want to make mistakes and then say, oh, oh my, I'm not going to do that again. You remember the message I told you? you know, don't want to do that again if I'd only known. No, I want, to, I, want, I want you to tell me about your mistakes, and I'll say, oh, I won't do that again. I won't do that. No, I won't do that. It's better not to learn from each other. It's better, better to learn from the Scripture because they are, they are dead and they're gone, you know, and he, this is the Word of God. It's wisdom, isn't it? So I would rather learn from the experiences that God gives us in the Bible so that we won't make the same mistakes. Is that correct? Let's turn to some of the uh, things that he has told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's look there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1, we'll go to probably 13 maybe. 
It says, For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink and they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them and that rock was Christ. So they're all the same. None of them were any different. They were all, they all, nobody had a disadvantage in anything. Everybody had the same thing. Listen, it says, nevertheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased, meaning God, God didn't look, look upon most of them with pleasure. He was not pleased with most of them. For they were laid low in the wilderness. Now, these things happen as examples for us. How many really study these out because God says, I have put this here as examples for you. So I like to read these because God says these are examples for you so that you will not crave evil things as they crave. You will not be idolaters. You will not, uh, in verse 8, you will not uh, act immorally. Verse 9, nor let let us try the Lord. I'm not going to try the Lord. Nor grumble. God doesn't want us grumbling about uh, things that he is doing or not doing and things like that. Now, these things happen to them as an example. That's what it says. These things happen to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction. These things were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you are able, but will with the temptation provide a way of escape so that you may be able to endure it. I want to learn from that. I want to learn. God, help me to learn. Help us to learn. Help us to learn because I believe that, that if God says, I am your help, he told them, he told them, I am your help. When they were in Egypt, he told them, I am your help. He showed them, I am your help. Didn't he show them? How many miracles did he do in Egypt? He did a lot of miracles, didn't he? Just to show them, I am the Lord. It's not Pharaoh. It's not any of those idols that that they are they are that they are uh, worshiping. It's not that. I am your help. Then he takes them out of Egypt. Then he continues to show them, I am your help. So in order to show them that he's their help, even outside of Egypt. He does certain things. He did them as examples to us, to teach us, as instruction to us, to teach us, say, look, I am your help. So he takes them to the Red Sea. He, he gets Pharaoh and his army to come after them. Now, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. But he did it in order to instruct them, I am your help. What I did in Egypt, I'm going to do here. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, even until the end. 
Has he not told us that? Is he not showing us these things? He's showing us all the time, I am your help. And you know that. If you, if, if you just think back on your life, he has shown all of us that I am your help. If, you, if he were not your help, we wouldn't be here today. He is our help. How many people really die in childbirth? We do have people that die, don't we? We do have babies that die, you know, uh, or once they're born, and sometimes they die because of complications. We've had people in our, our congregation that, that they, they had a child die, and, and, and they were born, and then they just died of complications. People do do that. We are here today because of the goodness of God. We are here today because he is our help. He had a purpose and a plan, and he said, uh, uh, you are going to live. God is our help. He's our help. I said, okay, God. Why didn't they, 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 they believe you, God? I mean, what was the situation with them? Let's look over in, in Hebrews. Let's go there, chapter 4, verse 1. It says, therefore, let us fear while a promise remains of entering his rest. In a view may seem to have come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. They had some good news preached to them. They, they, they did. I'm bringing you out. I'm taking you in. Lamb flowing with milk and honey. But the word they heard did not profit them. Why didn't the word of God profit them when God said, I'm going to take you to this land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to be your God. You're not going to have to build houses. You're not have, you don't have to plant vineyards. You're not going to have to do that because all that's going to be planted for you. You're going to have houses already because I'm going to run the inhabitants out. And everything they have is going to be yours. This is, this is the promise he gave him. So why in the world would they keep testing him? There was ten times in the wilderness. Why, when they went over and, and searched out the land and saw that oh, it was flowing with milk and honey, why did they not say, "Woohoo, let's go in and get this thing? Why didn't they say that? It says that it didn't profit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard. Faith is, you remember I've told that before, is that faith is just trusting in God. They didn't trust God that he could do what he said because they trusted what they saw, that, oh, the inhabitants are big and tall. Oh, the walls are so tall. We're like grasshoppers in our sight, in their sight also. We're going to get killed. Why did God bring us out here to get killed? He should have left us in Egypt. At least we, we didn't have to fear of getting killed by the giants. We might get beat to death because we are not making enough straw. <laughs> it didn't profit them because they didn't have faith. For he, for we who have believed into that rest, 
Just as he has said, as I saw in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. His works are finished, isn't it? He's not going to do any more than he's already done. He's already provided. It says, for he who has said somewhere concerning the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this passage, they shall not enter my rest. Therefore, since it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly had good news preached to them, failed to enter because of disobedience. Oh, I thought it said because of that it was a mixture of faith. It says because of disobedience. Oh. Ooh. Let's look over here in, in, in chapter 3 and let's find out a little something here starting in verse 12. Take care, brethren, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that fails, that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another Day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you would be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ, if we hold fast to the beginning of our assurance unto the end. Verse 16 says, For who provoked him when they, were, when they had heard? Indeed, did not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Speaking of God, angry with people. Was it not with those who sinned? So we know they sinned. Whose bodies fell in the wilderness. So when they were in disobedience, they sinned. Verse 18. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who were disobedient. So he said disobedience again. This is verse 19. So we see that they were not able, they were not able to enter because of what? Unbelief. 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 Let's go back to verse chapter 4. Let's go to verse 9 and 10. So there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Let's go back to verse 8 and find out why it says so. For if Joshua had given them rest, now Joshua was the servant of Moses who God told Moses to lay his hands on him and commission him, and God himself commissioned him that he was going to lead the people into the promised land. Moses was not going to go over to the promised land. He, he, he wouldn't allow Moses to go. So Joshua took him in. But now, if we think that, the, that Canaan was, a, was the rest, it was not the rest. Because it says that if Joshua had given them rest, he would have spoken, he would not have spoken of another day after that. So, verse 9, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. There is a Sabbath rest for all of us. Listen to what it says. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works, as God did from his. Have we rested from our works? Have we rested from our works? If God is our help, we should have rested 
from our works because our works should not be any works at all because we should be resting in what God has already provided. What God has already provided. I can and we can trust God as our help because God has given us everything we have need of. Everything we have need of. Let's look at it in Second Peter. Let's go there. In Second Peter, chapter one. It's a it's a great, great couple of verses, three three and four. I don't, I don't know whether we really believe this or not, but it says, seeing that his divine power has granted to us. Your Bible probably doesn't say it. Mine said everything. What does yours say? Is everything different from all things? No, it's the same, isn't it? All things, everything. Now, y'all are very, 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 very smart. What does that mean? Everything. All things. I don't care if it's Greek. I don't care if you put it in Hebrew. I don't care if it's Arabic. I don't care whether it's French. I don't care whether whether it's Spanish. I don't care what it is. Everything is all things, and that means that nothing is excluded. Am I right? God, it says, by his, his divine power, is his power all powerful? Oh, yeah has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Woo, my goodness gracious. What do we have need of for life and godliness that hasn't been provided? Nothing. Everything has been provided. But it's through, isn't it? It's through the true knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory and excellence. Listen to what it says in verse 4. Yours probably doesn't say it. Mine said, I have a special Bible. Mine said, for by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. He said, by these now, talking about what he said in verse 3, by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent, I mean magnificent, magnificent promises so that by them, woohoo, you may become partakers of his divine nature and escape the corruption that's in the world by love. Mm. He's given us magnificent, precious promises, hasn't he? That's why our help should be in God. Isn't it? Our help should be in God because he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He has given us precious, magnificent promises. If you will count the promises that he has given us in his Bible, because what he says, if he says, he says that, I'll never leave you nor forsake you even until the end of time. What does that mean in Spanish? I'll never leave you or forsake you until the 
in a time, doesn't it? So that means that he is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. You say, well, I'm not experiencing that. My experience is that everybody left me. God has left me. My experience is that I don't have things that I have need of. That's my experience, you may say. When does your experience really determine the truth and error of the Bible? It doesn't, does it? No. You see, I looked to the Bible and said, oh, my experiences is not lining up with this, so therefore somewhere I'm off. Somewhere I'm off. Or somewhere I can just wait on God because it's going to come. Because sometimes it is not that you're off in any way, form, or fashion. It's just it's not the timing of God yet. Because there is a timing of God, isn't it? There's a timing of God. He says, just wait. Oh, the vision, is, it's, going, it's coming. It, it, how, how about when the, when the person prayed? Oh, from the time he prayed, the answer was on the way, wasn't it? It was just held up in the heavenlies. But it was on the way from the time he prayed. So don't, don't think sometimes that, hey, you know, my experience is not saying that, so therefore it, it must not be true. No, no, it is true. It is true. We just have to line up with it or we have to wait on it. That's all. That's why it says, while it's today, encourage one another. Encourage one another. We need encouraging, don't we? We need encouraging. And we need to encourage one another on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday. Every day we need to be encouraged because we have an enemy that tries to discourage us every single day, all day. And I tell you, God is so wonderful. He's our very present help. Isn't he? Let's look at it in the verse in Psalm 46. Let's see if we end up there. In, in, in Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3, it says, God is our refuge and strength. Does the psalmist know something we don't know? Why is he making songs about this stuff? Why is he setting this stuff to music? Why is he singing this stuff? Are we singing this stuff? Are we walking around the house, God is my help, God is my refuge, God is my, you know, strength. Are we marching around the kitchen doing that? Or sometimes we march around complaining about this and that. God wants us to be proclaiming who he is. Therefore, this is what it says. He's a, he's a, he's a very 
a very present help in trouble. A very present help. Not just a present help. He's a very present help. How present is he? Because if, 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 he's, if he's in China, he probably can't be here. Is that right? He's everywhere, isn't he? I'm the present. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He sees all, doesn't he? He knows all. He is everywhere. He's a very present help. Not only is he, is he present, but he's proven, isn't he? He's a proven help. I mean, he will help you, won't he? What is it that he can't do? Is he ready to do it? Oh, see, he, he's present, but he's got his back turned because he's thinking about something else. He's texting or something. <laughs> what do you think? He's ready, isn't he? Is he reliable? Yes, he's reliable. He's a very present help. He's not only outside of you, but he's also inside, isn't he? Because we have the Holy Spirit in us, don't we? Yeah. He knows all. He sees all. Every thought, before we even think it, he knows the thought. He's a very present help. Because sometimes he'll say, don't you say that, what you're getting ready to say. Doesn't he? At least he tells me that. I don't know what he tells you. You probably don't think bad stuff. I mean, I don't know. Verse 2. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at, at its swelling pride. In other words, he's saying that I am not going to fear because God is a very present help in time of trouble. Verse 10. Cease striving and know that I am God. Now, now, it didn't say know that he is God. It says know that what? I am God. So what, what, what's, what's taking place now? Who's talking? God's talking. He said, cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. Oh, my goodness gracious. Is that a promise or not? Precious promise, isn't it? Magnificent promise. He says that, he says that I am going to be exalted. When God says I'm going to be exalted, that means that he's going to be exalted. Ask Pharaoh about that. God can be exalted. When he wants to be exalted. The Lord of hosts is with you, with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Oh, my goodness gracious. My, 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 my. One, let, let's, let's go to uh, Psalm 145, verse 14. It says, that The Lord sustains all who fall and raises up all who, who, who bow down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due time, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his deeds. The Lord is near all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. In the sincerity. 
He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. Is that a precious promise or not? Is that a magnificent promise or not? He said, he will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. Those who reverence him, he's going to fulfill his, their desire. He will hear their cry and will save them. I don't care if, the, if it's flooding. I don't care if it's thunder and lightning. I don't care if your car uh, gave out in the middle of nowhere. I don't care what goes on. He will be there for us because he is our help, isn't it? He's our help. God is our help. Is he worthy to be praised? Because he's our help. Our very present help in a time of trouble. And God wants us to know that. Not just to, not please, not just to say it and quote it. He wants to live it. Please, let's see some of our own works. Let's give God the credit that he deserves because he is God. He's God. We made a wonderful start this morning, didn't we? Man, I'm, 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 so, I'm so pleased uh, with uh, the way uh, we responded to the assignment of being here and, and, and praising God. And, and that is so wonderful. Uh, you know we're going to do that next Sunday, right? <laughs> just, I'm, just, just, I'm just, you know. Uh, those who see, because some were not here, and some didn't know the assignment. The assignment was to be here uh, in place, in your seat, at what time? 10.30. And so when it, when, when it starts, then we are ready to praise God because he who loves much is forgiven much, isn't he? And how much have we been forgiven? Great, 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 great. And so we want to uh, show our love and say, I love God. I don't have to be there. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And you know he wants to be praised. <laughs> you know he wants to be praised. You know he don't want to strolling up in here at 10 minutes to 11, and, and, right? And, and, and you had no other reason than you just you didn't want to get there on time. Right? Okay. Now, Hear me now so you know and understand uh, where I'm coming from. Some people can't be here on time. I mean, I mean, I'm telling you the truth. Some people can't be here on time because they're getting off work. Huh? Now, God is, is, I mean, he is excited about somebody who will work on third shift and come Rather than going home to go to bed, come and say, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to serve God and be with the body. That's pleasing to the God, isn't it? So if they come late because they, they're getting out of work, that's okay, isn't it? That's okay. God is, man, we should be jumping up and down for them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, so just because somebody comes, they don't get, don't get uh, Pharisees. Circle on us. Don't don't get you know religious on us. So oh look at them. They're coming in late. You know, um, you know. You just be thankful that God gave you legs to walk on or 
wheelchair to come in, or car to get here, and you get here on time, and, and don't look around for everybody else. You just serve God yourself and praise God yourself. Okay? That's important now. That's important. Okay? Because sometimes in, 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 there's a, these stratagems of, of Satan will try to get us to uh, look at each other and start pointing fingers and say, and all that kind of stuff. That, 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 that's a spirit. That, that's an evil spirit. We don't do that. We have a sweet spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. You know, and we love everybody, right? Uh, we don't care. Uh, because, see, sometimes some guests may come, they come at 11 o'clock, 5 minutes 11, because they are used to a traditional service that begins at 11. And they, they, they didn't know it started at 1030. And then when you start looking at them all funny, they say, man, good, I'm not coming back there, right? Huh? So we are not like that, are we? We are very inclusive, aren't we? We are, we are concerned about ourselves, aren't we? Right? Yeah. We don't look around and, and say, God, what about them? No, what about you? You follow me. Right? That's, what, that's the way God is. God. So at, at what we're going to do now uh, at 1030, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna praise God. We're, we're getting used to it now. We're getting used to it because, see, uh, sometimes, and, and don't get upset because somebody not jumping up and down and raising their hands. Don't you do that either. Don't you look around and tell me, why don't they, I wonder why they don't act like that. They, they, I saw them at a football game, you know, and, and then they're, they're acting foolish. Football game, now they, they, won't, they won't do nothing here. Don't you do that either. Because uh, some people, they're used to a quiet church, a church that nobody raised their hand. Somebody raised their hand, they think they're getting ready to ask a question or something. You know, so, so you know, uh, don't do that because I'm serious, though. We're from different backgrounds, aren't we? And that's the way I was. I thought people, I, when I came to church, I said, I said, Miss Dorsey, man, I don't know what's wrong with these people, boy. You know, they're raising their hand, you know, acting foolish, yelling out and stuff. I don't know what's wrong with them. They, think, they must think they're in a game or something, you know? This is, this, is a, this is supposed to be a holy place, a sanctuary, you know? Right. See, I didn't know. Nobody taught me anything. I didn't know. So don't. Start looking at people and, 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 and trying to judge people. You just, if you want to jump up and down, you jump up and down. You want to raise your hand, you raise your hand. And then let the Holy Spirit take care of the rest. Right? Okay. And those who, who want to jump up and down, you jump up and down. Those who want to yell, you can yell. Okay? Because I got used to yelling in church. I, I mean, I got used to yelling. Uh, so... I want to look like everybody else. Yay! Woo! You know, right, in church, you know. They think I was spiritual, so, you know. So, yeah. Let's stand. God is good, isn't he? He's good. He's good. This is a great series, isn't it? It's a great series. God is worthy to be praised. We'll, we'll, we will continue with this series next week. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.